Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Anymore, I seem to be caught up in it. In today's devotion at the end of the program, Life 101, we're going to be talking about patience. Something I seem to have little of. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just me. I want it yesterday. Anyway, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. You heard that one before? Sometimes in life, it just seems like, well, everything in the world is here on my plate. Have you ever felt like that? Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, he's not going to put more on you, according to the word of God, than you can handle. So let's take another look at this thing. But yeah, one of those things we're going to be talking about at our church this Sunday is be careful to take on too much. You're incapable of doing all of those things. There is limitations, my friend, and something for us to think about as we do more in 24. I'm praying about it. How about you? I want to serve the Lord to the best of my ability and use everything I have to serve him, but uh, you got to be careful. And this thing of patience, I'll pray for you. If you pray for me, I think I love you. What in the world is going on? ISIS did it, they said. They're responsible for that deadly bombing in Iran, according to a post. The terrorist group claimed that it was behind the attack, which killed 84 people during a memorial procession for General Qasem Soleimani. It was the deadliest attack in Iran since the country's 1979 revolution. Oh, they're after Trump. My goodness, he got almost $8 million in foreign payments while he was president, according to new documents. <laughs> the Democrats are jumping in the aisles. Finally, maybe we got him. They're just sad they didn't get the $8 million. Give me a break. Well, I don't know. He's looking younger. Did he sneak in a facelift here or something? Talking about Sleepy Joe. Oh, he's still nuttier than a fruitcake, but... Uh, Hey, today, he, he did it, marking three years since the January 6th attacks on the U.S. Capitol with a warning to all Americans that Republican Donald Trump is a threat to the country's standing as a free democracy. You believe that, don't you? Trump, who was president from 17 to 21, is again seeking the Republican nomination for president contested his defeat in the 2020 election, and rightly so, prompting thousands of his supporters to uh, attack the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th in a failed bid to stop formal certification as uh, the result of the election and put this phony, this squatter in the White House and all of that stuff. I mean, people just get stronger with Trump every day when this nonsense comes out. Speaking near George Washington's Revolutionary War era headquarters in Pennsylvania, Biden, the Democrat, will inaugurate the 2024 campaign year with an implicit pitch that a vote for him means a continuation of things that, well, who in the world would want what we've experienced in the last three years? He words it a little different, though. A continuation of American style of democratic government and a vote for Trump is a leap into uncharted futures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God tell you, he's crazy. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure we're ever 
going to recover from these three years, letting on one more yet for him to destroy the country. Joe Biden. What a... Oh, never mind. Well, his name's there. Let's use it somehow to drag him through the mud, huh? What are we talking about? A long list of documents originally assembled for a Jeffrey Epstein-related lawsuit that later was settled has been released to the public. All kinds of names. Reports suggest that they exonerate President Trump of suspicions that he was somehow involved in the Jeffrey Epstein sex schemes. A report by Trending Politics News said more than a thousand pages have become public in that. Many names there, Clinton, Prince Andrew, Alan Dershowitz, Donald Trump, just to name a few. However, the only references to Trump in the entirety of the documents appears to clear him of any wrongdoing. But let's get his name in there so people will think maybe. Oh, good grief, Charlie Brown. Well, you hear me talk about the left-leaning loonies nearly every day. Again, they're crazy, too. And give you an example here. In the wake of Claudine Gay's resignation, many people have chosen to defend the former Harvard president, despite the rampant anti-Semitism on Harvard's campus, as well as, well, multiple accusations of plagiarism in so many of her written works. One such person, CNN's Matt Egan. This <laughs> is... This is laughable, but it is America today. We should note that Claudine Gay has not, has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. She's been accused of sort of copying other people's writings without attribution. What? Laying out the very definition of plagiarism? What a moron. This has got to be one of the most insane things ever uttered by the left-leaning loonies. <laughs> she didn't plagiarize anything. She just copied other people's writings. See, I'm telling you, I mean, maybe it goes something like this. She didn't steal anything. She just stole. Okay. I don't know. The more I read, the more I hear. I'm getting nervous about Nikki Haley. They say there's two groups out there, one trying to get her to be Donald Trump's VP and others saying that would just be a total disaster, so we can't do that. You know, two of the Republicans vying for the GOP presidential nomination are now refusing to weigh in on what I think is a key culture war moment the governor of Ohio next door here is vetoing a bill protecting children from gender ideology. That bill, called the An Act Ohio Saving Adolescents from Experimentation Act, SAFE. What is that? It would bar doctors from performing transgender reassignment surgeries on children as well as from prescribing cross-sex hormones or drugs to block a child's puberty. It also would allow students to sue if they're deprived of a fair playing field in sports due to transgender activism, such as a biological boy playing on the girls' volleyball team. You know my thoughts on that. And protect parental rights to raise their children according to their biological sex. Since many high-profile lawmakers and conservatives have focused their efforts on fighting transgender activism in recent years, 
Ohio Republican Governor Mark DeWine's veto of the SAFE Act drew the outrage of former President Donald Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who slammed the Republican for failing to protect our kids. However, presidential candidates Nikki Haley and Chris Christie have not weighed in on the topic. And being pressed by the news media to share their thoughts on the governor's veto, both Haley and Christie remain silent. Enough said. Well, let's go here for just a couple of minutes. The debate over wokeness, oh my, has thrown the corporate world into turmoil. Diversity, equity, inclusion, you've heard about this so much. DEI, those initiatives boomed following the murder of George Floyd. DEI programs existed long before that. In the corporate world, the term refers to initiatives or training that might help more inclusive workplaces especially those that support historically underrepresented groups. Four years ago, many pledged their commitment to DEI. They amped up the training like crazy. The effectiveness of those efforts was occasionally questioned, still is today. Christians are head spinning, saying, what are we supposed to do here? Now, however, critics are rallying to rescind all of that, going as far as deeming them reverse racism. Billionaire investor Bill Ackman posted a 4,000-word roast on Twitter, well, X, on Wednesday following the resignation of Harvard President Claudine Gay. Joined in recent days by other prominent critics, Ackman claimed that DEI is the root cause of anti-Semitism at Harvard and other places. Elon Musk jumped in, reposting Ackman and adding, DEI is just another word for racism in America. Mark Cuban defended it, saying it's in the best interest of business that we follow DEI programs. And Ackman also called for the resignation of Penny Pritzker, head of Harvard's corporation. She's not going to be resigning. You know, outside of Harvard, Chip Wilson, the highly controversial founder and CEO of a major company, told Forbes this week that the company made a mistake by leaning into DEI, and that the brand is not everything to everybody. And, uh, well, that's a big deal. As the country enters a, well, a tense election year, human resources experts say they've devoted themselves to making sure the workplace stays inclusive. But so many now are distancing themselves from the term DEI. And the data suggests some companies are already pivoting, going in the opposite direction. By mid-2023, DEI-related postings had dropped almost 45% compared to the year before. While tech giants like Meta and Google have significantly scaled back their DEI programs. It's the new America. What do you think about all of that? Reverse racism? What do you think? Health news, this one will be after you for a while. They're talking about the 100-day cough. That's how long it's lasting for some people and are being described as whooping cough. I thought that was gone. Oh, bronchitis, so many bronchial things going on. And the double whammy is hitting so many people. You have COVID, you have the flu. We will pray for you. What in the world's going on here? The first update to the Windows keyboard in the last three decades. 
Microsoft announced that its new PCs will have a key indicating its co-pilot, an AI artificial intelligence assistant. It's a big deal. And finally, who said that? Probably all of you. Don't forget to pay your taxes coming up here. 21 million illegal aliens are depending on you. Oh, and I appreciate your advice here. Never in the history of the calm down has anyone calmed down by being told to calm down. Makes sense to me. Where's my Bible? Life 101 is next. Don't go away. Gee, it's still exciting. Day after day, month after month, year after year. Hello, world. News, information, and comment. Just knowing you're there. Facebook, you have texted us. You have emailed me. Some of you have my phone number. You have called me. All those things so very encouraging. I'm thrilled that you would be a part every day of this radio broadcast, my friend. One of the most popular on this station. Thank you. You've made it so. We love coming your way, my friend. Love preaching the word of God, whether it's in person, over the radio, via CDs, any number of things. We're grateful that you are here and that God's allowing us to do another work for another year. We'll pray for you. We know already by your very comments that so many of you are praying for us and supporting us in so very many ways. I'll say it again. I think I love you. And I think this will be good for all of us. You know, I'd like us to just take a, a moment today and ask, what is really guiding my life? I mean, how do I operate daily? How do I form my desires? And how do I make decisions here on a daily basis? Let me ask you, are you led by a mental perspective? Are you led by feelings? Are you led by another person or persons? You know, those motivations are all common, but they're not going to lead to a very healthy or growing spiritual life, nor are they what God really wants for you. That's important to recognize. No, God wants you to live according to only one thing. You ready? The relationship that you have with him, the one who gives you strength and clarity and guidance every day. You know, if you'll heed to him, trust him, Make his will your own. He's going to lead you flawlessly here in 2024 in every area of your life. Do you recall how God led the Hebrews out of Egypt and into the promised land? Well, that journey should have taken, what, just a few weeks, but it took 40 years. What in the world? Why was that? Well, it was simply because they didn't live by God's guidance. They became fearful. They became rebellious. They started doubting. And because of that, a generation died in the desert before God's people entered the land that they'd been promised. Now, we have different outcomes today if we keep our eyes on the Lord. Now, something people have asked me about over the years is, how do I do this, Greg? How do I follow God? How do I know the will of God? Many believers think that it's a mystery, but it's not. There are things that you indeed can do, must do, to live according to God's guidance every day, and we're going to look at those, but I thought eight is enough. I think about my life. Eight is enough. How do we slip and slide and lose that first love, by the way? We do that by failing to recognize our own depravity. You know that you're depraved, right? Jeremiah 17, 9 
The heart is, oh, it's desperately wicked. Romans 7, 18, for I know that good does not dwell in me, said Paul. That is here in my flesh, for the willing is present to me. How to do it is the problem. The doing of the good is not there. And we talk about giving ground to the enemy. Demons, this is a, a, a start. You've got this flesh. Yeah, you got the flesh, the world, the devil. That's for you every day. It's a battle. How do I slip? Well, I, I'm losing the passion to, to go to church and be around God's people. That's a dangerous thing. Hebrews 10, 23, 25. Let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised, he's faithful. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and in good deeds. You done that lately? Not abandoning our own meeting together, the gathering of saints Sunday morning as a habit of some people, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near, and it is drawing near. These are critical things, my friend. Yeah, you're not an island. You're not a loner. If you were, you then got saved, and the Bible doesn't talk anything about that. No, you need to have people in your life. Church is the place. Uh, you can lose your uh, passion for God and, and your desire, your first love by losing the gratitude of forgiveness, 2 Peter 1.19. And so we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention now as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Romans 8.1, therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you have a problem with forgiveness? In our book, Invisible War of the Saints, we talk about this a great deal, bitterness, forgiveness, Two major, major points of demonic entrance into your life. And then number four, you're losing your heart for truth. John 8, 32 says, you shall know the truth and it'll set you free. You're into truth, right? You're not lying to yourself and to others. Oh, good. Uh, you have the truth and you have the knowledge. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Now you've lost your heart. You have the truth. You have the knowledge. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 says, knowledge puffeth up, so be careful there too. Hey, you need to have a heart toward the things of God and what God's concerned about. It'll change your life if you think about that for just a few minutes. And then, you know, you can socialize with Christians, and we do that a lot in church. In fact, a lot of churches are just social gatherings on Sunday morning, but you can socialize with Christians, but the love for Jesus is not there. Oh, that's how you lose your first love. Yeah, do you have that love for Jesus? And then number seven, you cease to see your life or anyone else's life change. See, I think you should be growing and changing. You should be better today than you were last week at this time. And then those around you, are you helping them in some way? Are you encouraging them toward Bible, church, prayer, all the things the Bible talks about? You're not saying that? Danger, danger, danger. And number eight, and it's enough, you no longer care to influence or tell others about Jesus Christ. Now we are in big, big trouble. So what are we going to do? Well, first we need to meditate on the Word of God. You know, out in the wilderness, the Hebrews didn't have God's Word preserved and accessible, but we do. Later in Israel, David wrote, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Is the Bible that way for you? Psalm 119, verse 105. 
God's word will ensure that you get in the right place at the right time in every situation you will ever face in life. Jesus is not an answer. He's the answer. Get it out of his book. No matter what you're going through, scripture will direct you. If you read it, if you're familiar with it, if you memorize it, if you keep it foremost in your heart and mind, you are going to win. As a man, a woman, think of the near. What you think about all day long is what you are. Why wouldn't you want to think about Bible? Why wouldn't you want to memorize Bible? Uh, and then you need to remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. You know, before Jesus ascended to the Father, uh, he promised to send his disciples a helper. The Holy Spirit would come and dwell in every believer. When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, Jesus said, he's going to guide you into all truth, John 16, 13. You have someone living within you who will guide you according to the will of God in everything. But it's necessary to pay attention and spend time in prayer in order, and this is a key word here, operative word, sensitive, sensitive to the voice of Almighty God. And then you got to wait on, are you patient? I'm not. Third, you got to wait on God's timing. The Bible tells us it's, from days of old, they've not heard or perceived by ear a God beside you who acts in behalf of one who waits for him. Isaiah 64, 4. Sometimes God makes us wait not only for his actions, but for his guidance. Patience in prayer is essential if you want to hear what God desires to share with you. And then follow him even when you don't understand. Oh, really? It's difficult to follow the Lord when you don't understand why he's guiding you in a certain direction, but God doesn't require you to understand his will, only to obey his will, even when it seems unreasonable. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. There it is. Lean not to your own understanding. Hey, in all those ways you acknowledge him today, he's going to guide you on the straight and narrow path. And, you know, here it is. Finally, you need to be strong and courageous in him. I'm a wimp by myself with God. Oh, I am big time. To walk in the Spirit of God requires deep conviction and courage to resist other pressures. Oh, this whole world's full of external influences that's going to pull you away from God and His will. And your own heart may even be a greater temptation. I need to decide today to live by the guidance of God no matter what He says or where He leads. Remember what He told Joshua? As the Hebrews were finally about to enter the promised land, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9, God is with you. I hope you follow him in 2024 as never before. And finally, you sent this one, two college football players taking their, well, their important final exam. They didn't want to fail because... Well, they couldn't play in the big bowl game the following week. The exam, to say the least, was pretty simple. You just fill in the blank. The last question, Old MacDonald had a blank. Bubba was just stumped. He had no idea the answer. He knew he needed to pass it if he was going to play, so he looked around. Nobody looking, tapped his friend on the shoulder. Tiny, what's the answer to the last question? Tiny laughed. He looked around to make sure nobody was watching, including the professor, he said, Bubba, you're so stupid. Everybody knows old McDonald had a farm, for pity's sakes. Ah, yeah, I remember now. So he picked up his pencil and started to write the answer. Then he stopped again, reached over, tapped Tiny on the shoulder again, said, 
Uh, how do you how, how do you spell farm, Tiny? You are really stupid, Bubba. Everybody knows it's E I E I O. <laughs> Is it Friday? Yeah. Hey, heard from one of our gals out in Utah. You listen via, well, the archives, gregpatton.com, whcbradio.org. Last year, last month, you know how this thing goes. Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Until Monday, that's the way it is. Friday, January the 2nd, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless.